My love, I am so happy and so pleased to announce that this episode is brought to you by my very own company, Savage Chocolates, which is all about cultivating a more loving relationship to your body and to food. You know, we don't really believe in guilty pleasure. We just believe in pleasure done well. And have you ever had that uh, candy bar or a thing of ice cream and you eat it and you're like, wait, I don't, I don't remember eating that. (laughs) Wait, where'd that go? (laughs) Well, that's why I created Savage Chocolates because I know the importance of pleasure. And I think that we don't slow down enough to actually experience it. And so... If you are wanting to eat mindfully, if you are wanting to be reminded of how to actually experience your pleasure, then please go to www.savagelosangeles.com to order your goods. All right, you guys, let's get to it. Well, hello, lovely Christy. Thank you so much for coming on Savage Lifecast. Well, thank you for having me, Alexa. I appreciate it. Well, of course. And I'm, I'm really stoked because I've actually known of you for a while and you're doing some really beautiful work in the world. But for our listeners who are unfamiliar, I would love to um, just get a little bit of a background about what you're doing in the world. Awesome. So um, about 23 years ago, I was in a place where I had pretty much accomplished, you know, what I set out to accomplish, the things that I was told as a kid growing up, you know, that if you check the boxes on making money, having a career, having a degree, having a healthy body, money, you know, all those things yes. that you'll be happy forevermore. And it was a big old fat lie. because <laughs> <laughs> I, I found myself accomplishing a lot at, you know, early age of 20, 526. And I'm like, is this all there is? Right. And I really felt empty. I really felt unfulfilled. And so this really was a, a hunger in me to learn more about really what is this thing called life all about? Yeah. And it led me, of course, as law of attraction and the universal laws do, as we ask it, it really is given. It led me to um, starting to date a man that lived in California And I moved there uh, to be with him. And when I did, the first person that he introduced me to was his friend who happened to be a hairdresser. And I needed to go get my hair cut. And I met Janine and I was just looking at her like there's something so different about her. She has such an effervescent joy about her that I've never seen in another human being. And I didn't have any language for it, but... I'm watching her. I'm having a chitty chat conversation with her. And finally, I just, cause that's just my personality. I was like, okay, I gotta know, what do you do? And yes. she just started laughing. Cause she's like, she knew exactly what I meant. And she yeah. says, well, I do a spiritual meditative practice. And she goes, I meditate. Now my whole frame of reference for meditation back in the day would been like a yogi sitting on the top of a, a, you know, a stone somewhere in a cave in a lotus position, you know, with his fingers, you know, and, and I was like, Oh, you know, and she's like, it's amazing. I'll introduce you to my meditation teacher. I'll give you her number. So I was literally calling Melanie as I was walking out of the salon because I didn't know how, however weird I thought in my mind it was going to be, there was something missing in me that that was not missing in Janine. Mm. So I sat with Melanie for the first time and she said to me, now this is again, over two decades ago, there was, was it before the internet? This is not this way before the secret or any of that came out. Yeah. And she said to me, you create your own reality. Mm -hmm. And I, 
I looked at her and I was like, wow, I know that to be true. Yeah. Something in me knew that as a truth. And I've never heard those words before. It wasn't something that was said to me ever before. And then I said to her, how? And she said, well, you are either repelling things from you or attracting things to you. Yes. And, and again, I sat with that and went, yes, that's true. How? <laughs> and it, it was like, I want more. Give me more. Yeah. And so she kept you know, giving me these little nuggets, these pieces. And she said, by the thoughts you think. Now, Alexa, at this point, I thought by the thoughts that I think, I didn't even realize I had thoughts. I thought that everything that I, th- I said in my head was truth and what I never even knew to question my thoughts. Right. Like your thoughts just are you. So, so you're not even looking at them because they're just happening. Right. And, and why would I ever go, Oh, that's not a true thought or that's not a real thought or even kind of question. Is that thought empowering me or disempowering me? Is that thought in alignment or out of alignment? Right. Exactly. I mean, I never even, that was like my mind, just my mind blew up. Like what? I have a choice in my thoughts. And I started paying attention to my thoughts and realizing how I was so seeped in lack and limitation and Mm. judgment about myself, about others, about the universe, about God, you know, um, critical, all these different things. And no wonder, no matter what I would accomplish in my life, I still felt unhappy and disconnected because the divine part of me doesn't think in that terms. They don't it doesn't, it doesn't think in lack or limitation. It's in the spectrum of abundance. Right. So I just went on this quest to this just spiritual quest to become like this, this spiritual seeker of information. And what kept falling in my lap was information on there are universal laws. Mm. And so I kept, you know, following that bread, tra- breadcrumb trail, if you will. Yeah. And for me, it was about five years in to practicing and doing all these things that I I noticed that my life had completely changed as I had been seeking and reading and going to workshops and doing all these things. um, I realized, and I kind of coalesced that there are seven essential laws. There's obviously more universal laws than seven, but there are seven. If you put these together and you understand them, it's like knowing the rules of the game. And I had figured those out. And then I was looking at my life going, wow, I've got everything I want and more. And I have a sense of fulfillment. Yes. And that's when my first book, Perfect Pictures, literally downloaded through me, which I now understand channeled through me. Yes. And um, I started, got it published, started speaking in spiritual bookstores, you know, New Thought Churches, and people started asking me to coach. Now, this is 19 years ago. and before coaching was cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. When coach was like, what do you like? Why? Yeah. (laughs) Well, same, same kind of frame of reference, right? It was like, people would ask me, do you coach? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like football coach, cheerleading coach? And they'd say, no, like a life coach. I'm like, people get paid to do that. Like what? (laughs) How do you sign me up for that? You know? And, um, I went to school for it. I fell in love with it. The minute I would just tell people, call me on the phone, I'll help you out with whatever you need help with. And didn't charge people at the time, but was watching the people that would call me just having major, huge leaps in their life. Yeah. And I just fell in love with it. And so for me, it was like coaching became a calling for me. And so I've been doing it ever since I've got six books now and um, I have a coaching academy where I certify law of attraction coaches. So wow. it's, 
it's been one step after the other, but um, I, I definitely know that I found that space of fulfillment and what I was seeking for all those years ago. Beautiful. Well, I'm so glad that you did. And I know that there are so many people benefiting from your, your seeking, you know, like, and, and okay. I, I just firmly believe that like whenever we have a like spiritual breakdown, if you will, when the shit hits the fan and we have to actually like take a hard look at our life, um, it's like fertilizer, you know, it's like you really, really blossom from it and how beautiful that it didn't crumble you, you blossom from it. So well. well said. Yeah. yeah, I've had I'd had many on my on my you know journey yeah. um, since then. You know, yeah. I, I, people that go, oh well, your life's you know perfect because you know right. these universal laws. No, I mean during that yeah. time, <laughs> I had my sister who committed suicide, and yeah. thank God I had the information that I knew and that I was mm-hmm. more in a spiritual place um, and understood about thoughts and where to direct my thoughts and understood about mo- emotions and how to process my emotions. You know, I went through uh, a release of an eight-year marriage and, and relationship and, you know, moved on to find the partner I'm now, my husband of 13 years that I'm now with. Um, we had our two-month-old son, who's now nine, totally in perfect health, but when he was two months of age, had to be rushed to the hospital, and he had to have open-heart surgery mm-hmm. and um, was in the hospital for a month. And, you know, the loss of jobs, huge debt, you know, there are things that I have experienced in my lifetime. And what you just said is brilliant because it's in those times when we figure like, why am I having to go through this? And, you know, how do I get out of it? Um, It is those times that we grow and and not to that we have to attract traumas and bad and quote unquote bad things to us. But those are the times in our lives when we really do learn how strong we are and how powerful we are and what we really are made of. Amen, amen, amen. So beautifully said. I loved, I I have a few things to say because you're just like so connected and I can feel that connection. I feel really, really grateful to be a part of this conversation. But um, I want to say, first of all, what you were talking about with this kind of like leveling up is I'm also a yoga teacher. And, you know, I, I, I really do find that kind of everything is a microcosm to the macrocosm. Like it's so interwoven and so interconnected. And, you know, with yoga, like we start in child's pose, we end in corpse pose. Like it's very much a human experience in one hour and 15 minutes every day. Right. And I always tell my students, you know, when they're in a pose that is uncomfortable for longer than they'd like to be, it's like, okay, so your willingness to be in your discomfort is actually in direct proportion to your ability to level up and to actually get stronger. Like we don't physically get stronger unless we have the challenge. And while I do believe that we can grow from love, we do definitely proliferate our growth through through challenge. Most definitely. Um, and well, so, you know, I got to say your students in yoga are very, very blessed because there's a lot of yoga teachers that just do the poses and don't put the spiritual and the energy behind it. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. It's really, but you know, there's a, there, it's like you find what works for you. And for some people like that, just direct asana practice where they're just doing the poses, maybe one day that leads to them accidentally stumbling into a class where someone's talking some Dharma, you know, and it's like, okay, well, it's all, it's all timing. Um, I also just want to say that I really honor you and the things that you've been through. And, um, and I also want to say that when you were talking about your 
divorce, but you said the word release, you released a relationship. And I, I just find that even just in talking to you for 15 minutes already or 10 minutes, whatever it is, you're very deliberate with the words that you use. Can you talk to us a little bit about, um, about that deliberate, intentional way of speaking? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, for me, people, you know, I've been doing this work for a long time and people always say to me, like, if I get into the universal laws, they say, well, okay, there's so much, like, how do you, how do you even start? And I always say, you got to start with your words because you, you have to watch your words. I actually had this question so often that I created a 30 day uh, video series program that I'll give you you and your listeners access to um, because it's so critical to understand the words that we say that pull down our energy Mm. and what to say instead and why, why it's important. I know for me, if someone says, don't say this and say say this instead, unless they give me the why behind it and I buy into it and I really understand why I'm going to make the effort to change from this word to that word, I won't do it. So I created this free series and it's, you can go to watchyourwords.com um, to okay. sign up for it. It's, it's delivered to your mailbox every day for 30 days. It's like a minute to you know five minutes a day and, and it really will shift you. But the, oh. reason, the reason why I'm deliberate with my words and the reason why I created this program is because of the fact that words create everything. I mean, yeah. it even says in the Bible, in the beginning, there was the word. Right. And when you when you think about thoughts, thoughts are a series of words and thoughts thought over and over again become beliefs and we create from our beliefs. So the words that we choose are like, um, there are wands. Yeah. Yeah. It's important when you're becoming a deliberate creator in your life to be deliberate about the words that you use and to really pay attention while you're using them your own energy of, did my energy just dip there or did I feel expanded by that? Right. Um, whenever, someone, whenever you hear yourself self say, I can't, you know, Oh, I, I, I just can't stand it anymore. Well, sure you can, <laughs> but do you want to? <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, and it's so cool to, to see the spiritual community and, you know, the law of attraction community really aligning with science as well. Like you're talking about um, our belief systems and how they co-create our reality. And then you look at the work of like Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's actually looking at our, like the biology of our belief, our belief system and how that creates neural pathways in our brains. And so like quite literally our neurons shift due to our beliefs. And then what do we do? We create things or we destroy things or you know, it shows up in our life. It shows up in our body. It shows up in what we see around us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So wild. So wild. Well, very cool. And I, I would love, I don't know if you um, feel cool doing this, but I would love to, sh- to um, have you share a bit more about the laws and what they're all about. And, you know, if there's like maybe one or two that you're like, this is a really important one. <laughs> you yes. Yes, yes, yes. So all over, I mean, I've, I've been doing video series and all of this kind of stuff. If people want to go deeper, they're in most of my books, all this kind of stuff. But for this discussion here, I mean, most people have heard about law of attraction. For me, that's like a boomerang. What you send out is kind of come back to you. Mm-hmm. And to have that conversation about universal laws, it's really to come from the understanding that 
who we are as human beings, we are energy receivers and we're energy transmitters. And if we look at everything as if it is energy, because now we do know this to be true from quantum physics, modern science, I mean, split an atom, what do you got in there? You got more energy. Everything is energy. Right. And so we are either receiving in energy from our environment, from a divine source, from you know our thoughts. We're, we're receiving in energy. We're being under the influence of some kind of energetic receptivity because that's just the way of our, our nature. So when we are deliberate and we attune to a higher frequency of vibration, like with our divine self, with the alignment with you know all that is, for example, we're in a much higher vibration. And then the energy that we give off, and we give off energy through, like we were saying, the words that we use, we're giving off energy. The thoughts that we think, the beliefs that we hold, the perspective, the emotions, you know, what we do, all of these are ways that we send off or give off energy. And that giving off of energy, whatever vibration it is, it is going to be reflected back to us by law of attraction. And a lot of times people think, oh, law of attraction doesn't work or it doesn't work for me or it does, you know, no, it's working all the time. It's like gravity. Right. We don't sit there and go, huh. It is. <laughs> gravity's not working for me. Right, right, right. Right. And you don't even have to know about gravity and it's still working. You know, Alexa, you and I don't have to sit here and talk about gravity. And if we're not talking about it, we're going to fly off into outer space. Right. It's something that's consistent for every single person all the time. And so it's not law of attraction that we have to work with. It's doing its thing. It's the other laws. Mm. Cool. Okay, cool. (laughs) Tell me, tell me about some of the other laws that we have to kind of abide by in order for the law of attraction to kind of be on our side or like the way that our higher self wants it to unfold versus our egoic self that's like talking shit all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So we're attracting what we want, less of what we don't. Right. So yeah. yeah. So the the second law is the law of deliberate creation. And that is where we understand that we, because we're energy receivers, we're also energy generators. We're the ones generating the energy. So like I was saying in the beginning where it's like, wait a minute, I can choose my thoughts. My thoughts aren't all just what happens. Like I can actually choose my perspective about this situation. I can actually choose my emotions about how I react and respond with how I feel about this particular situation. Yes. And I encourage you to do that because if a bill comes in and for example, that you weren't expecting, you don't have the money for it. You feel like you're in lack or you're in fear because you don't know how you're going to pay it. If you stay in that space, you're going to continue to create more things that continue to bring up the energy of fear. Right. If, however, you have this energy that comes in or you have this bill that comes in and yeah. you initially feel like, okay, I'm having fear, but my thoughts of yesterday brought this situation to me today. It's like a hangover, you know, have a couple of drinks the night before the next day you feel crap like crap. Right. Well, it's the same kind of thing. So what do I need to do now so that my tomorrow is going to have a different experience. Right. And so it's understanding that everything is vibration, everything is energy. So the the go-to process that I always tell clients to use and that I use on a daily basis if I notice I'm in a contrasting situation of something that, you know, person, place or thing is not pleasing to me, yeah. I ask myself, what do I want? 
because that's going to change and split your focus. Yeah. Why do I want it? Because when you start thinking of the why and start listing out all the reasons why you want something different. So in this case, it might be, I want X amount of money per month so that when unexpected bills come in, it's no problem. I can easily pay it. I want this amount of money so I could take that trip. So I could take those yoga classes. So I could do that yoga training. So I could do this or that or whatever it is. Yeah. And then how do you want to feel? Because here's the thing. Most people in any given situation, we're all very feeling people. And we always assign our feelings. Like if I get the guide, then I'll be happy. If I find that perfect yoga position and I can hold it, then I'll feel strong. If I you know, make this amount of money, then I'll feel successful. And we're always postponing our emotions, which our emotions are inside of us right here, right now. Nothing outside of us has to happen. But in order to attract and have the things that we want to have, we have to feel the emotion first and not wait to feel the emotion once we get there. Because once you get there, you're not going to feel any different than you did before. Totally. How? So I have my own kind of arsenal of tools in order to get in touch with feelings, feeling the way that I want to feel. But do you have any tools for our listeners as to how they can get there? Yes. So when you, when you start focusing on what do you want, why do you want it, then identify how do you want to feel. So say you want to feel joyful. One of the ways that you could start doing that is imagining the last time you felt joyful. Now mm-hmm. someone's like, oh, I've never felt joyful. Okay, well then pretend. What if you yeah. actually did feel joyful? What would that feel like for you? What mm-hmm. if you, maybe you've never known what it feels like to be financially free, but if you start thinking about that, what would that feel like? There, we live in a holographic universe. So if the emotion, the energy has ever been felt ever, ever in this experience of human life, and it has, yeah. then you can tap into that energy, meaning you could just sit there and imagine and start bringing in and connecting with the energy of it. And soon you'll be like, hey, I feel more expanded. I feel more free. I feel this way. It's a practice. It's like meditation is another great way to align and connect with those feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely start scripting it, talking about it. Oh my gosh, I felt so great. And it was so much fun when this person called me and gave me the news and I got this new promotion and now I'm doing this and I'm doing that, you know, and you're talking about it as if it already happened and that you're having it in the now present moment that will generate that feeling of having it, not being in the lack of it, which is definitely one of the most important laws that we have. Mm, I love that. Is there like, do you find that there's a specific kind of like golden spot for amount of time that that visualization should be implemented or is it just kind of like, eh, whenever? No, it, it actually, Abraham Hicks talks about that it takes 17 seconds to shift a vibration, 68 seconds to get the universe to literally like law of attraction starting to shift the momentum. Ah. So even doing something for 68 seconds of a high vibration will start the change of the emotions wow. and, and the momentum. So good. How much do we love Abraham Hicks? So good. I know. <laughs> Have you ever been to a live uh, production? Not production? I have many times. My family and I for years would go on cruises like to the Mediterranean, the Canary Islands, and Australian cruises. And I've been doing workshops with them for years and got in the hot seat many times. And Ooh, jealous. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful, but also so happy for you. And God, that's fabulous. I love that. And I'm now channeling like Esther does, which is crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. So when did that start and how did, did that 
begin. I am such a firm believer in this. And I've had moments of that myself in certain spaces. Um, I would love to hear about your experience with that. Well, yeah. So it started with, when I said I downloaded or really channeled my first book, all of my books are just a channeled experience. I don't go, you know, especially I had a couple books hit the New York times and I have, you know, people like literary agents coming up to me going, when is your next book? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't been assigned it yet. Um, you know, so (laughs) when it, when I, when it comes through, you'll know, you know? And so it, it is, it, it just channels through me. It just comes through me. Um, and so several years ago, I, I have known that I've been, you know, worked with, with energy and especially as a coach for 19 years working with clients, the biggest secret sauce that I have and what I teach inside my coaching academy is that energy is everything and you have to be able to work with a person's energy. And several years ago, all of a sudden I started doing energy healing where my hands would come up independent of my own mind telling my hands to come up. And then I would, you know, the person on the other phone, like that could be on the other side of the country could feel the heat and and would say, are you, do you have your hands on me? I mean, before zoom Skype, all that kind of stuff is on the telephone. And so I just followed that path and then I'll never forget it. It was 2018 and it was September 17th because that's my son Maxim's birthday. Um, I was on a healing call with a bunch of ladies and um, this one woman, it was the last person of the day that we were doing check-ins with. And it was like, instead of hearing that clear voice to tell me what to tell the person or to where to look or where to do the energy healing, all of a sudden I felt like there was just nine different people talking to me okay. and my consciousness went out. And I'm so grateful I have this on video because I literally thought that my body flopped over my chair. Wow. And it didn't because I'm like straight up. I'm, I have a very different voice. The cadence of the way I speak is different wow. and it's been that way ever since. So it's pretty amazing. And I'm sure that you've embraced this ability and just, you know, oh, I'm sure yeah. that probably did it scare you at all at the beginning? No, because you know, I, I've thought about it. I mean, my very first teachers through light body was channeled you know, um, teachers, then of course, Abraham Hicks, and I've had other channel uh, teachers and healers. And so for me, it was commonplace. And so when it happened to me, it was like, that makes sense. I mean, there's nothing scary about it. Mm -hmm. Um, might be crazy for other people that don't have that type of background that I've had for the last 20 something years. But for me, it was like, yep, that's, that's normal and natural, you know? So So good. So, so cool. Yeah. I, am. I, Uh, again, I'm just, I feel like the people who have access to that are just in so much alignment because in moments where I've had kind of things move through me as well, like even when I'm giving a talk or like if I'm teaching a class and things just kind of like, they just kind of come right through. So I have moments of it, but to have like an entire session in that way and with such, it sounds like intensity, um, that's that's really, really remarkable. Um, so you mentioned obviously, you know, Abraham Hicks and, um, and we were talking about a few others, but just, I'd love to know, you know, any books that have been influential. I know that you have written several, so I'd love for you to talk about those, but books that have been influential on you and teachers that have been super influential on you and, and what you share now. Absolutely. So, um, my, my earliest teachers were Sinea Roman who channeled, um, a being of light called Oren. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got a lot of, uh, different books, um, that are like, uh, creating joy or living with joy, creating money, different programs or different books like that. 
um, personal power, those type of books. Um, of course, Abraham Hicks, my favorite book of all, of all times of theirs is Ask and It Is Given. Mm, Me too. Um, Yeah. I have that book and some of, and most of Sinea's books as required reading in my Quantum Success Coaching Academy, which is the the certification program for law of attraction coaches, because it's just absolutely essential. It's so essential. Yeah. Um, we're mentioning my books. I have Quantum Success. That was my latest book that um, really talks about these seven essential laws as it relates to work and money. Mm. And then one of the, my books that hit the New York Times was The Art of Having It All. And for me, that experience of um, how it came to fruition, what the message was, was just so personal and such a transformation for me. Because when I, when I was... Um, at a media conference, I was actually pitching, pitching another book of mine. I was talking about another book and I walked up to a freelance writer for New York magazine. And I thought I had the perfect pitch. I'm like, what do all New York women want? And she's like, what? I'm like, they want it all. And she (laughs) said to me, Alexa, she said to me, she goes, women can't have it all. They need to start, you know, being more realistic. And I know I was like looking at her like, what? And she's like, we need to, st- every, women are so overwhelmed. They need to start choosing. And I'm thinking, are we back in like the thirties? Yeah, the- I was just going to say, what year, what year was this? <laughs> this is just, you know, five years ago, six years ago. It's crazy. And so she was going off on how, you know, it, it, it was impossible for women and we got to get our head out of the clouds and be realistic and choose one thing or another. And she looked at me and she goes, do you know anybody that has it all? And I said, yeah, I do. And, and I said, and many of my clients do. And she handed me back my information and she goes, I don't need this because I don't believe women can have it all. Wow. And I looked at her dead in her eyes and I go, and there in lies the problem. Ah, I love that you said that. Because men, n- no one ever says to a man. You can't have it all. You can't, you can't have a family and a career. You can't have everything in your life work that you love. I mean, because that's basically what we're talking about. To have it all isn't accumulate it all. It's to look at every single aspect of your life, your finances, your career, your relationships, your spiritual connection, your health and well-being, all of that, mm-hmm. and go in your social life. I mean, all of it and go, what would I absolutely love? And not for the whole entire rest of my life, but I mean, my having it all in my 20s was different in my 30s, different yeah. than my 40s. I'm entering into my 50s. I'm sure it's going to be different then. Yeah. So it changes from decade to decade. It, my having it all was different before I had kids. And now that I have two kids, it's different now. Totally. So it's, it's as moving and expanding and as shifting as we are, but who is anybody to tell anybody what they can and cannot have? So wild. But yeah, I mean, that is, that's really brilliant that you just looked at it and you're like, well, that's the problem. Like there's your problem right there. Yeah. Why are we, why are we arguing for our limitations? Right. I know some, some people are really, really content though in, in their victimhood. Um, I, and you know, and it, like powerlessness, it's amazing how I find and it. I know it in my own life, you know, how we can be so comfortable in our discomfort Yes, because we live in pattern. And so like, if our pattern is to be in a lack mentality and that is what feels safe to us and we know it and that's our world, you know, it's like being in an abusive relationship. You're like, I don't want to leave it because I don't know what's outside of these walls. Um, And it's just, it like blows my mind. So really, really wild. 
Really? Well, I love, I love that you just said lack mentality because that, that brings me to the fourth universal law, which is the law of sufficiency and abundance. Brilliant. And, and that, that is so important to understand because when we are having evidence of lack in our life, limitations, suffering, you know, victimhood, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. that is not who we are. It's, when, when you, what I wrote about in Quantum Success is that who we know ourselves to be, the, all the life that we've lived, the programming that we've had, all our life experiences, triumphs and perceived failures or anything else, the stumbling blocks, the obstacles, whatever it's been, that's only 4% of who we really are. The yeah. 96% is our divine self that's actually breathing us, our life partner, our true life partner that is our life, that's beating our hearts, that's put, pulsating our blood through our bodies, mm-hmm. that literally is our life. Yeah. And that 96% is always in a place of pure positive energy and is mm-hmm. always in a place of loving and adoring us. And you know, <laughs> expecting the, 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 the treasure chest that is for each person to be given to each person. And so there's no shortage, there's no limitation. That's our true source. It's our protector, it's our provider. And when we are in a place of lack, we're totally disconnected from that power source. Yeah. And if you look at it like a spectrum, because on one one side of the pole is lack, on the other side is abundance, there's a tipping point. There's There's that doorway into abundance and that's satisfaction. That's coming from a place of sufficiency where you're at least content. Yes. How do you, I mean, I know that we want to tap into the feeling of satisfaction or the the feeling of abundance, but if you're really in it, if you're really in the dumps, if you're really on the struggle bus, how do you, do you have any tips or tools for just how to like shift, like how to shift as quickly as possible? Is it just that visualization tapping in or do you have anything else that you recommend for people who are really in it? Well, when you're in it, it's really important to shift out of it. Cause obviously what our focus is, if we continue down the momentum of that, what we're focused on, we're going to continue to feel and experience what we're feeling. So I recommend, you know, people talk about gratitude and appreciation, right? And some people will say, Oh, list out five things that you're grateful for. For me, that doesn't get it. What, what gets it is, I'm thinking of one thing I'm grateful for and the reasons why. Uh-huh. So there, there's a huge difference in going, I'm grateful for my sons. I'm grateful for my husband, my dog, my business, my money. Yeah. I mean, that's still a very mental game. But when you can say, I'm grateful for my husband and here's why. I'm grateful for the way he looks at me. I'm grateful for the way he treats me and the way he just, he just loves me so much. I'm grateful for his kind heart. I mean, I'm already starting to well up with tears. No, I know. I can feel it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's so important that why concept. People miss that all the time. Like, that's not it. You're right. People are just like, yeah, think of five things you're grateful for first thing in the morning. I do that. But that's, that's that's really a beautiful practice to go to, like, look under the hood and, and get, that does inspire that that like actual sensation. And, you know, it's like for me right now, like I'm in the process of starting this new business that launches in today's the 26th launches in five days. Um, Congratulations. I thank you. I'm really excited about it, but it's true. I've never, I've never spent so much money in my life. And there are moments of 
of just total fear. Like, wow, what if this, what if this is a failure or what if I just threw away all that money or, you know, it's like these, these thoughts are so like inherent um, or at least in like the, the, for the ego, you know, they just like pop up. Um, and yeah, I'm totally, I'm, I'm going to keep tapping in. I just got to keep tapping in. Cause it's, it, I, I feel like when we're on the precipice of a big shift, that's also when the thoughts get, can potentially get the darkest. Well, you know, you're what if thing, right? So what if in the right direction, what if, I just totally succeed at this. What if there is even more success than I can even imagine? What if the things that I am doing and putting into my business now make a huge difference for me and the people that it's going to be affecting? I mean, what if all of my dreams came true? And what if I had even more connection and depth and feeling of purpose than I even thought was possible? I mean, we can what if, but what if in the direction of where we want to go instead of what we don't want? Oh, girl, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it. Yeah, no, that's so, and you know, and it's so real too that as you say it, that's like so much more of an inner, I call it, actually Louise Hay calls it, but I, I just love her. Um, she called it her inner ding, like her inner ding, 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 ding. And it's like, as you say, the like counteractions to my lack mentality, fear thoughts, like that's really what resonates. Like what really resonates is like, wow, I think this is actually going to be a lot bigger than I thought. Yeah. Like, wow, I think this is actually going to do really well. Um, you know, wow, I think that this is going to turn into many other things. Uh, and so those, those, those are the like truths, but man, does my, I, like I, I've been waking up at like 3am with little fear modes. I really have. I hate to admit it, but that's, that's where, that's where it, that's where I've been for the last few days. So this is really helpful for me. <laughs> well, you know, that, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad and I'm grateful. But what I was going to say is that, you know, anytime you start anything new that you don't know, right? It's like yeah. you have to play on faith. And, yes. you know, you obviously you're a yogi and do all that kind of stuff. I mean, what the council talks about is really being, that's what their name is, by the way. Yeah. Um, I was going to earlier, but we got not yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's having that faith and it's in, it's being able to put in, let in energy through your third eye, which is the faith portal. Mm. And the, the third eye is like when you're being able to feel the fear, address the fear, there's a part of you that, you know, is, it's not all of you. It's just a part of you. Let that part speak, let yourself feel that fear, express it, you know, find out because fears always come from some place of lack. Worries come from some place of lack. And if you can understand what thought is creating the feeling and vice versa, then address that mm. and be able to talk to that part of you and then go into the faith part, the faith energy and open up your faith portal, yes. then it's a very different experience. But what you're describing is a very human thing. And we, yeah. that's why we have to learn how to master our own energy because it's not like you're susceptible to fear and, no, and, and I'm not. No and we all are. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And that is so, um, what you just said was so important. I, I used to do this exercise with one of my, um, kind of spiritual guides who I worked with for many, many years on, on intuition and, uh, meditation and 
all the things. Uh, but she used to have me do this exercise that when I was kind of, and I am so grateful you just reminded me of it because I'm totally going to do it. <laughs> she would have me like write down the fear voice with my right hand mm-hmm. and then with my left hand to like counter it to respond as like yes. the receiver as the, cause it's so true. It's like, okay, well, who's the thinker of the thoughts and who's the receiver of the thoughts? Well, the receiver of the thoughts is like us in our beingness, yes. us in our truth, us in our stillness versus the chatter, chatter on the right, you know, or at least for me, it's my right. That's like, Oh my God. Um, and so, yeah, that, that tool of like writing it out with the right hand and then allowing the left hand to like genuinely respond. And then, yeah, connecting to that third eye and just like allowing it, allowing the faith to pour in. Um, I always visualize the color gold right there in the center of my, right in the center of my forehead. Um, yeah, I love that. That's, that's brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Super here for that. Um, okay. So we were talking, I feel like we just squared off again. So we were talking about, (laughs) I love it. No, it's so good. This is like total fire. Um, so we were talking about abundance. We were talking about the lack mentality and changing that. And then what about the fifth one? So, yeah, so we've got the third one, which is the law of allowing. Um, That is really in a place of whenever you're feeling any type of dissonance, whenever you're feeling any type of resistance, you're not in allowing. When you're not in allowing, you're not not allowing that 96% to inform you, to flow through you, to energize you, to support you, to give to you, to source you. So um, that's important. Law of allowing is an important one. So the fifth one is the law of pure potentiality. It's exactly what we're talking about. That 96% that is energy that is always seeking to excel, to express itself into some type of form. Mm -hmm. When we have an idea, it doesn't come from our humanness. It comes from the giver and we have, we are the receiver of it. And so if we're the receiver of that idea or that desire, that pure potentiality has a complete way to create it. And we just have to become the co-creator with it and go along for the ride and understand that we are the channel for it and that the divine through us creates because it's a creator. We are a creative process with it. And we're the ones that have to take action. I mean, the divine in you can't sit there and do a podcast. It needs you, the container to do the podcast. Right. Right. It needs me to write the book. Right. Right. It needs you to teach the yoga studio, the yoga class in which the, the wisdom comes through you during that class. Right. So we're that conduit for the divine as we are opened and as we are in an allowing space. Yes. Use me is my yes. prayer. Use me. Um, so, oh, I just had a tangent that I wanted to go on. Um, use me, but, oh, as you were saying, like source is like pure, pure love energy, like source energy doesn't know like the taste of an ice cream cone even, or like, you know, a kiss or to like have that physical experience of being the conduit of being able to press play to record the podcast, you know, all the things. Yes. Um, And so, yeah, just use me, use me. Yes. So, Go come through me, play with me. Like yeah. let's create together. It's a it, it, as much as our that part of us is beating our hearts, and we have nothing to do with that happening. Mm-hmm. There's so much more happening for us if we just allow and go with it. Like you're saying, be in mm-hmm. alignment with it, get yeah. out of resistance with it, 
And that's where, you know, the sixth law, law of detachment is we have to, we have our minds. I mean, we have our rational minds and in our human experience with our rational minds, it's important to understand that two plus two equals four and Mm -hmm. how to balance a checkbook and how to figure out this costs this, and this is the money exchange for that. Um, But we then also get into the, well, I've got to figure out how I'm going to create, make that business be successful. And I got to figure out how I'm going to meet the love of my life. And I've got to figure out the how, how and who and where and what. No, that's what we have to do. (laughs) You're saying this. And for all you type A yogi people out there, whoever you are, (laughs) this is for you kids. (laughs) You know, it's like we are, we have the mental capacity and faculty to imagine, to visualize, to, you know, keep our, our minds on, be attached to what we want, what our vision is, but all the ways in which the divine has, like, we have probably one or two ways that we could probably think of something manifesting in a way or the house or, you know, but the divine has infinite ways. And when we are getting out of the way of the, how, the, who, the, what, the, where, all that stuff. And we just take, receive what we're the next step. Like Alexa, do this, then you do this, then the next step will be revealed. Do this. And then the next step, then all of a sudden you'll meet a person and then, or you'll receive a book or, you know, something will come on your trail as long as you're staying open to that divine that doesn't need you as a human being to know it's going to happen 10 miles up the road. It's got it covered for you. It just needs you to take the action of what's happening now and in this next step. Yes. One step at a time. We like to get ahead of ourselves, don't we? Yes. Cause we want to know what's, I, I want to know the future. I want to know the end result. Well, if you just feel the end result of being successful, being abundant, of being in well-being, of being, you know, love or support or free or whatever it is, then the journey getting there, the details will be filled in. Yes, you do have to take action. You have to be a co-creative partner in it. You can't just sit back and meditate all day. You have to take your part in it too. Yeah. But it's where we try to do it all. We have to remember that we're co-creating and energy is always form always follows energy. Mm. And if we're in a place of attachment that it's got to be this form, it's got to be that job, it's got to be that strategy, it's got to be this person, we're attached to the form. It's kind of like that woman that was a freelance writer arguing for limitations. We're looking at it, it's got to be this thing. And then we totally negate all the other possibilities that our own mind doesn't even know about. Right. Right. Well, it's like when we get so attached to one person as our partner or something, and then it doesn't work out and we go, oh my God, I just need it to be them. And it's like, this isn't the only path. Like this isn't the only choice. Right. I remember I did a session, I had a really hard breakup and I I did a session with um, Sandra Ann Taylor, who I love. And I, I did a private session with her and she was talking to me about how I was so stuck because I was so like stuck on this person. And she was like, your new mantra is I deserve this or better. And it was like about wanting, cause I wanted to get back together with this person. And she was like, you need to change it. Like you can, you can still keep that as a possibility, but like you also need to stay open to other possibility. Yes. And that was such a huge turning point for me and my breakup was like, you deserve this or better. Right. It's not just this one path. It's not just this one route to love. There's billions, frankly. So yes. 
Yeah. And on, let's go deeper with that too, because even when you do have that person, like I've, I've been guilty of that in my marriage with my husband, Frederick, that yeah. I'll look to him and have an expectation of what support might look like and what level of support, whether it's with my puppy or whether it's my kids or in yeah. the business or something. And I'm looking at him with an expectation of this is the kind of support I need and it needs to come from you in this very specific way. Right. When I can detach that he has to be the one that shows me that support and I can pull all that energy back in and up to my divine self and allow myself to receive that energetic support, it yeah. can come from many, many other people, not just assigned only to him. Right. And that's a whole lot of pressure to put on one person. Oh God. Yeah. Like <laughs> impossible task. <laughs> right. Yeah. Be my everything. Be my it and my all all at once and do it in my timing and do it perfect. Here's the script. You must follow it. Yes. That's a fun go. relationship. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh man. But so many of us are running around thinking that that is the, that is the script. Yes. Well, you know, uh, one of the aspects that the council talks about that I also talk about in coaching is that whole, you were touching on it, that being in that victim consciousness and mm -hmm. really coming from that place of being in the drama triangle and, and identifying ourselves only in three different roles, either the victim, the rescuer, or the persecutor. Mm -hmm. When we're stuck in that, la another way of saying that triangle is when we're stuck in that lack triangle it's a closed system. There's no other games in town. Right. And we were raised, I mean, think about it, as little girls with our little stories. We had Cinderella, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, on and on it goes. Yep. Where we're the damsel in distress. We need the handsome prince to come and rescue us from the wicked queen or the stepmom. There's there's always in our stories, in our movies, you got the hero, the hero, you know, the or the heroine, you got the the victim or the person that's, you know, needing the help, and then you got the bad guy. Yeah. And yeah. we modeled, I mean, I don't care if it's a Broadway play or if it's a TV show or a movie. Shakespeare, whatever. Yeah. You know, and then we model this in our families and we, we understand that from a child's perspective, you know, like when it, I first held my son Alex in my hand, he was my firstborn. I was like, oh my God, this thing is like completely dependent on me. Yeah. And you know, he would cry and I'd have to do the guessing game. I'd have to play the rescuer. Like, mm -hmm. Is he, is he wet? Is, did he poo? Is he hungry? Is he tired? Does he have to burp? Like, you know, I have to like <gasps> figure out what's going on with this child and how yeah. can I serve him? Well, yeah. at a certain point, if I do that now when he's 10, what's wrong? Are you hurt? Where did you, you know, it's like, I'm not giving him the room to tell me this is what I need. This is what, not what I need. This is how you can support me or not. Do you need help? No, mom, I got it. Great you know, empower yeah. him in a way where he's not coming from a place of being a victim. Yes. Yes. That he can stand in his own shoes on his own two feet. And he comes towards you in that way too. Yes. Because it's like, it's, it is all energy. So if you're taking up all the energy, there's no room for him. Exactly. Yeah. And we do that in relationships too. I found myself when I first was married to Frederick 13, 12 years ago, yeah. um, where it was like, I would do everything, you know, it was like, I'll do the cooking, I'll do the cleaning, I'll, you know, I'll bring home the bacon, I'll fry it up in the pan, oh, I'm going to do all of it, right? Yeah. Sounds and then there was no room for him to do anything. So he would sit on the couch watching golf. And then I'd look over at him going, oh my God, I'm doing everything, you yeah. know? And I'm, and I'm pissed at him for it. Right. Yeah. But he's like, well, there's no room for me to do anything. Okay. So if I ask you to help me with the laundry, you'll do it? Yeah. Okay. Oh. But then the women ask for the help with the laundry and then the men aren't doing it right. 
Right. And that's, <laughs> some, and that's some serious surrender right there. Yeah. Detachment. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Total detachment. Like, okay, cool. It's not done my way, but like it got done. And like, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. thank you and I'm ready for more. Yes. Yes. Thank you and I'm ready for more. This is a great conversation. I'm enjoying myself immensely. I hope oh, you, your listeners are too. <laughs> oh, for sure. They're, they're soaking up some serious wisdom today. This is awesome. Okay. Talk to me a little, I can't believe it's already been 53 minutes. <laughs> so talk to me about this last, this last spiritual law. Oh, so this, this is a big one. So it's a law of polarity and it is a universal law and yet it's not a universal law because divine has no polarity there's only one aspect of pure positive energy it's us humans mm. that are having the human incarnate experience that has polarity there's up there's down there's left there's right there's lack there's abundance there's fear there's love there's you know good there's bad there's when you think about temperature right mm. temperature is one thing but on one side of the pole, it's extreme hot. On the other side of the pole, it's extreme cold. Yeah. And this is where it gets dicey is that people think, okay, I, I know about law of attraction. I want to focus on what I want. So I'm focused on money. How come I don't have any money? I'm focused on money. I'm saying I want money, but how come it's not coming yet? You're focused on the money, but your energy is on the pole of lack. Yes. I, I coached a woman a couple, couple weeks ago and it was so funny to me. It was funny, but it wasn't funny because right. she's like, I have total faith that my um, soulmate is coming, but it's been 37 years. Why isn't he here yet? Yeah. And I went, <laughs> honey, you're focused on him, but you're focused on the absence of him. You're on the pole of he's not here yet. I'm lacking. Yeah. Instead of being on the pole of I'm satisfied in my life. My life is awesome. And oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing when he comes. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Yes. It's like it sneaks in there. Yes. It's like, we get, it's like we're like, oh no, I'm focusing on that. Oh yeah, no, I'm totally focusing on that. Yeah. <laughs> and then but there's like a code. Vibrating on that though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Totally. And the thing is too, and this is the cool part about polarity is that because it's a holographic universe, because it's an energetic universe, if you notice yourself in lack of any kind and experiencing like, well, my reality is I'm not, I don't have the partner. I don't have the money or I don't. So I don't, this is my reality. Yes. But energetically and holographically, there is a reality that exists right here, right now, where you do have the partner, where you do have the money, where you do have the time and money freedom, where you do have the things that you want. There's a version of yourself walking around right now, energetically, that if you just tap into that and start vibrating there, then what your reality is that you're speaking of is one of which you have the things that you want. Yes. Beautiful. So beautiful. It's all happening, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Everything is, if people just get it, not as a concept, but really live from the place that everything is energy and learn how to manage, master your own energy. That includes your thoughts, your emotions, your reality, like all of it. Life is so completely different. Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, that's such a beautiful place and note to to start to wrap things up. I, I really 
am just, I'm so grateful for all of your words and you're so lovely to, to talk to. And, and I, I really hope people want, you know, and, and feel called to connect to you. And I don't see why they wouldn't because you're, you're really remarkable. So how can we all connect to you? Where are you on social media or your website? Share, share with us so we can be sure to check you out. Well, thank you for that invitation. So I would definitely go to watchyourwords.com because that's the program that you'll get. You'll get connected to me in that way. You can always go to christywhitman.com. I'm on social media with, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all that, but, um, go to christywhitman.com. I've got, you know, YouTube videos of the yin yang. I've been doing YouTube show for nine, eight, nine years now. Um, so everything you need to know from soup to nuts on the universal laws is in there. Um, so yeah. And then will you remind us of a, I know you have six books, but will you remind us a few of your books so people can be sure to order those on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever they're sold? Absolutely. So, um, quantum success is the one that's about work and money, but it does outline all the seven essential laws. Um, there's the art of having it all. Um, there's taming your alpha bitch. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I need that. <laughs> um, it, it, that that's a, a remarkable book that I wrote with a woman named, uh, Rebecca Grotto. She, she was a mar- uh, marriage and family therapist. And then so, my very first book is perfect pictures. So those are, those are some of the books I would recommend. Amazing. Well, just thank you for, sharing your time and your words. And, uh, I look forward to connecting with you more. I'd love to have you on again. This is so great. I would love to come back. Thank you so much, Alexa. Such a gift. Thanks, my love. All right, you guys, thank you so much for carving out the time to listen to this wisdom, to listen to, uh, all this goodness. Um, once again, gentle reminder to please check out savagelosangeles.com to learn more about my new company that I'm so proud of. I hope it inspires you to create and cultivate a life that you dig. Um, and also if you are down and have, you know, oh, I don't know, 10 seconds, then please, please give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. Super easy. Just give it five stars, maybe say a few kind words. And if you dug it, please share it with your friends. I would be over the moon with gratitude. Um, All right. You guys are the bee's knees. Much love. Stay savage.